the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School Falcon, where sports is the plane, comedy is the pilot, and the sweet Jeeva is our jet fuel. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. No, KY does does very well in the microwave out here. <laughs> I like to do a, a, I like to make my own mixture of KY and icy hot. <laughs> Man, I don't know what y'all using this for because I just go in, build me no mask, no gloves. It's all foam. That, that's because you know how to turn on a woman. You're really, really, really good at it. Uh, hey Amen. I, 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 I have this disease that caused vaginal dryness. Oh my gosh. Oh, they get vaginal cotton mouth? Man, basically, man. You want to tie it into the weed industry? That might happen sometimes. Hey, you know they they got a product for that. It's called Fourier. You know, it's made out of weed. And I heard you get them soaking wet, even if you look like Daddy (laughs) Glove. Hey, what's the score of that Niner game, though? Man, but they 7-7, but it's 7-7 right now. But literally, our offense has been pushing and pumping, and then Jimmy threw two interceptions, and our kickers hurt, so they missed the kick. So it would have been 24-0-7 now. It's 7-7. We're mm. looking musty right now. Everybody looking. Calm down. It's only sort of first half. Just the first half. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but the uh, the D is looking kind of nice right now. They're they're flying around. You you can say that, but it looks like Seattle's defense is doing the same thing. But when you got a battle like that, you just giving them morale that they can keep up with you. Yeah, you feel me? All they yeah. need is that spark. Yeah, and then it's ugly. Yeah, you, you can't get me? those turnovers. That's two. I saw the first pick. I didn't know he threw another one. So yeah, that's from having that KY on his hands from having to deal with the porn stars. You know? <laughs> He's having flashbacks to get some of that porn star head. Shout out to Anya Malik sponsorship. <laughs> Who's that? Anya Malik is a it's one of our friends of the show. He's a stand-up comedian, and uh one of his bits is about you know, if you get head from a porn star, it can ruin head for the rest of your life from anybody else. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a whole new world. You take it to a whole new world, the head will never be the same. I can only imagine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You, you can find you a nice freak in the streets, though. You find you a nice one here and there. But, but then porn stars. Apparently, he said, it's like it's like a nasty. It's like taking you on liftoff. That's Jimmy G probably thinking about right now. But uh, all right, well, uh, I guess we could get ready to start the show. Aaron, Aaron's hopping in right now. He says so. We'll get ready to start the show. So, uh, Carl, I need a letter. C. C. Um, crab apples, coconuts, cream of wheat, coochie gang, coochie gang, coochie gang, chocolate factory. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter. Well, not the Twitter because they banned us because they ain't shit and they was chasing money and they don't care about us. But also, you can catch us at Hipster Horcrux on the Twitter. You can also check us out at patreon.com at 
patreon.com backslash high score 510. Uh, tap in, you can get our uh, featured content and some of our too hot for the regular show uh, conversations, which, uh, yeah, some of those conversations get a little bit wild. But anyways, we are here with oh, uh, BG, BG the Juice Man, uh, bringing those hot takes on this uh, Sunday afternoon. Happy to be here. I went through a divorce. And then I start dating after that. And it's like, well, if going out on a date with a guy makes me a slut, then that's just what I'm going to be. I don't think going out on a date makes you a slut, but having sex with different men makes you, makes you a slut. Well, what does it make you if you have sex with different women? A slut maker. Slut maker. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was so stupid. First off, he, he is an idiot, dog. <laughs> but that that line is gold right there. That <laughs> makes you a slut maker. <laughs> like what? He said it with such a serious face. Dog. He said it so quick too. He's like, <laughs> that was the quickest thing he said I ever seen him. Shit. All right, and we're here with our uh, special guest on on the show today. It's Hashes Clay, the heavyweight smoking champ of the world, aka Buffalo Bill, serious sports advocate marijuana activist and all around renaissance man so what you need i got the vibe yeah right. yeah all right here we go uh mr cosby's doing great and mr cosby knows that god is watching over him he knows that these are lies they persecuted jesus and look what happened amen amen <laughs> that fool is out once again that dude mr cosby's publicist out there talking shit this week you know, saying that fire. <laughs> I think he might be dropping an album. Uh, yeah, dude, he needs to. He needs to. He needs to do like the intros and whatnot. He can get his own like Kirk Franklin band and just like just start talking over them while they singing, <laughs> just spitting his his gospel. And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And here we go. Hey, drink booty sweat, baby. <laughs> get, you, get you some of that booty sweat, baby. <laughs> drink that booty sweat. <laughs> Al Pacino, baby. We're here with Ben and uh, Hashes Clay. How y'all doing today? Magnificent, sir. How about yourself? Mm. Sipping a little coffee. I cannot complain, man. I cannot complain. Today we're going to go uh, with a lot of boxing talk. Because I know, I understand you two. Uh, guys are uh, boxing uh, fans, advocates, and connoisseurs, so to speak. More so than I am myself. I love the art of boxing. I love the sport. But um, if you listen to our show, I have a conviction that boxing is slowly dying. But we're going to get into some some boxing news from this week. It's been a big week of boxing, and it's leading into another big week of boxing. So we want to get into that. Oh, yeah. It is also pumpkin spice season. So we have a pumpkin spice tasting that we'll be doing later today also on the show so uh yeah it is pumpkin spice season my friends uh anywho anywell hashes man i just want to you know further introduce yourself to the show you know ben is a friend of the show he's been on several times um but also you know we want to we want to feature you and you know talk about what it is you do so yeah tell us tell us about you know what it is you do as an advocate uh cannabis advocate and uh some of the projects you're working on I'm Hashes Clay, ladies and gentlemen. Nice to meet y'all. But um, I'm a cannabis and food vlogger. I started in the cannabis industry 
back during the medical days, you know what I mean? And then I kind of diversified what I did and got into the distribution as part of it as head of sales. And um, I, was, I was thinking about creative ways to market our products. So I was like, dang, I wonder if I did a weed critique and then a food critique and then present it to the CEO and see what he thought. He thought it'd be a good idea to promote our products there. And then it went from just being a promotion project at my job into something that I felt like it should, I created a lane. So I made it a part of myself. I literally get to try different cannabis products and eat some of the dopest food on the planet from some of the best restaurants. Mm-hmm. And from that, I just I realized that why shouldn't I promote my own products as well? So I teamed up with a couple of my guys from the industry and we started our own cannabis brand, Chillville. Started our own cannabis brand, Chillville. And then we started debuting our stuff on our shows, getting a lot of notoriety and it's picked up. Nice, nice. Okay, dope, dope. And so basically you you smoke weed and then you go to a dope restaurant and basically you you know, sample some of their, some of their featured items on their menu and then give a you're, little, you're, you know. over, you're oversimplifying it. The man is a weed sommelier and a food <laughs> critic. And it's, it's like that. The man it's a sommelier. Not just smoking and going and eating. This man is uh, puffing on the finest weeds. The finest, of fine, what, what brand is it again? Chillville. But yeah, I, I like to be a little modest, but yes, I smoke some of the dopest weed on the planet. Uh-huh. I eat some of the best food. And I don't tolerate garbage. And and if it's huff, it's huff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't believe in that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll go to a farm, go check out what they have, get the best of the best of what they got, critique it, give a thorough opinion on what I feel about it. And then I try to match that vibe with something to match my flavor palette. Because, you know, terps and flavor are pretty much the same thing. So then, you know, I go to a place that really kind of inspires the tongue after you smoke the weed. A lot of people tell me if they smoke the weed and watch the show, it's a problem. They literally got to go out there and try it. Yeah, that's what's up. All right. So you said terps. Can you can you explain terpene? I've heard about terpenes. I think that's what you're uh, talking about. So like, what are what are the terps of you know saying weed? Like terpenes are like you know the. They got different cannabinoids in, in marijuana. Mm-hmm. Terpenes are the ones that are responsible for the flavors that you taste in marijuana. Mm-hmm. What kind of, let me, let me ask you a quick question. What kind of smoke, are, are you a cannabis consumer? I am. I've been primarily on, you know what I'm saying, edible forms. Uh, the last couple of years I've, you know, done that mainly, whether it's a, a tincture or, um, you know, gummies and whatnot. But, uh, you know what I'm saying, I, I still do enjoy you know, smoking a little bit of herb here and there. And uh, yeah, yeah, so. One of his <laughs> one of his aliases is the Candyman. So it makes sense that the man does edibles. Oh, I see. I didn't know that. I love Candyman. Candy <laughs> oh, okay. You can't say it like that because you got a van. <laughs> I got an ice cream truck that is very disheveled. <laughs> uh, but let, let me get back on subject. Like the terpenes are responsible for the flavor. Mm-hmm you know, of the marijuana. And, you know, I think that's pretty much more than half of the experience. Because if it doesn't taste good, yeah. it doesn't matter if it gets you high. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because if somebody wanted to smoke a, a, a handful of sandalwood or garbage and it get them high, they would. <laughs> so I like smoking you know incense. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? I just like mine to taste like mayonnaise. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, just sharing the flavor experience of, of the weed mm-hmm. and and food and mixing them together, I felt like was the perfect match for a show. I like how Ben, you know, said weed sommelier and food critic, because that, that definitely does put a new layer on it. Because for us, we are no sommeliers of weed. We started the show as smoking smoking weed or, you know, having some kind of edible, getting high, and then talking about sports. And that was like the the, the start of our show. Shout out to Adarius Bell, sponsorship. Um, but that's how we started. And then we've, you know, we, we still, you know, we engage in that, but it, it's not the focal point. But um, at that time, we also weren't, you know, we would just shout out what we were trying, but we didn't, we weren't really articulating the you know the components or the the you know the flavors of the weed in the same way that you you are so yeah i was getting high and talking shit it's pretty much this is like man it's like what what, hey who did what in sports this week let's talk shit (laughs) yeah hey that's great hey they definitely go hand to hand both of those two yeah you know what i'm saying your brand is chillville Uh, i guess a couple questions about that is like how did you come up with the name chillville what is one of your, you know what I'm saying, most popular strains or, 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 yeah, one of your most popular strains that you've, you know what I'm saying, sold in Chillville and one that you, you know, highly recommend somebody to try? Well, we got the name Chillville. Like, four of my friends, we all banded off from the same distribution hub mm-hmm. and figured if we can make everyone else money, why can't we just do this for ourselves? Feel me? We can we can sign a license and so we can sign with a, somebody else with a licensed distribution only give them a certain percentage and do all of this ourselves. You know what I mean? Because it was just, we, we started seeing things change. We started seeing a, a lot of these cats from everywhere. You know, Redondo Beach, you start buying up like all of the fucking, all of the- You can cut, man, don't worry. Cannabis re- <laughs> man, all of the no fucking way. cannabis real estate out here, <laughs> they buying up people's farms. They mm-hmm. don't have any of the culture in it. They just selling you huff and trying to be cool doing it. When well, yeah. we are the vibe. So we was like, man, but we not like that. We want people to smoke something and be chill. My designer and partner, shout out Five Marley, he was like, what about Chillville? And as he said, Chillville, I was taking an inhale on something that I call guava cake. That's like one of the most tastiest, almost like, if you like candy, it literally tasted like a bowl of Skittles with mm-hmm. every puff. Mm. And as he, as I was hitting that and I, and I felt the weed, I felt the name at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, he, Chillville was, it was there from there. An organic magic story. I was like, damn, that's yeah. dope. But I was like, that shit's dope. It's, that shit's right there. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We didn't even really have a big debate on different names. That was like the second one that came up. Okay. How did you come up with the name Hashes Clay? Like where, where, did, where did that originate from? Hey, hash is clay. So I noticed that a lot of people in the cannabis industry, they have their aliases. And I'm like, man, and I, man, I smoke and get extra high and be sleep by three. You know what I'm saying? And you, I, I just started thinking of different names, but then I started just rhyming off stuff. And I was like, that sounds like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I got it. Hash is clay, mm-hmm. you know? And then I put the belt on and the belt fit, <laughs> the shorts fit. Mm-hmm. And I've been the heavyweight smoking champ ever since. Oh, shit. There you go. For sure. Hey, have you have you done any like are there weed smoking competitions? They ain't necessarily weed smoking competitions. They're more like blunt type Olympics where okay. you can do different categories. They got different joint rollers. See, they I've got, heard of something know, like this. OK, so, you, so you've been part of a couple. I haven't participated in any of those because, hey. 
I can roll the hell out of any blunt, mm -hmm. but I ain't got magic fingers. I'm not about to roll you a puppy out of 36 <laughs> papers for you to smoke, you know, but I definitely will smoke them with you. Okay. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? But what it is, is once the, you know, people respect your opinion and they know that when you say that's it, that's the flavor. There's, there's no questioning your opinion. Mm -hmm. That's where you get your notoriety. And that's where I began. I felt like I was the champ. It started when I used to have people who used to come to the distro for our sales parties. Mm -hmm. And I'll just, you know, look at the name. You know, I'll do a little research and find out where their club was. So I kind of get an idea what their demographic was. Mm -hmm. And only, you know, show them those products that would sell good in their stores. Yeah. And they would appreciate that. So a lot of people started trusting my opinion. It started becoming a lot easier to get different customers because they're like, oh, yeah, he definitely knows. He pays attention to what you're, your shop sells and what it needs mm -hmm. and, I, and I move on it you know and then I started to you know point out what people's kind of weeds they like to smoke yeah like, I know you're an indica kind of person I know this lady right here is way too uppity to be on indica you know what I'm saying <laughs> and people used to appreciate it. <laughs> they appreciate it they appreciate it they appreciate a person that's like paying attention to what they're doing yeah and it's really just something that I appreciate man Cannabis saved my life. I guess the other follow-up question I have, um, you were mentioning, you know, as things have opened up with the, uh, you know, weed going recreational, you know, many states across the country, California in particular, um, you said people were just coming in, buying up farms and land and just, you know, creating these farms and taking over. What is it that you've noticed has like the, been the biggest change in the weed industry and parts of the culture since, you know what I'm saying, things have opened up and become you know, recreational and the, and the industry is becoming opened up to actually just being like, you know, actual open industry for anybody to take part in. What I did notice is since they have so many over-regulations for the compliant cannabis industry, it's something that I would have thought would have eradicated the black market has increased the, the market value of their product because they have less restrictions. Like now you can't start a grow unless you're using LEDs. And yeah, those are pretty looking weeds, but they, it's like a it's like a cute ass chick you meet on a date that show up in a wheelchair. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing but little disappointment. Cute as fuck in the face and then she roll out in front of the steak and shake and now you get to park in front. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, the oven might still be pretty hot though in the wheelchair. Man, you know that's an icebox, <laughs> man. I need no cold White Castle. You know, the White Castle burgers are always cold. You are 100% with that. In boxing news, uh, a good week and a half of some uh, high-level boxing matches uh, occurring or upcoming. So um, we have uh, number one, the number one topic we want to get to is your boy, Usyk. What's his first name, Ben? I don't remember his first name. Vladimir? Alexander. Alexander. Alexander, I thought he was a Vladimir. I, that's me being racist. Um, Alexander Usyk, a favorite of Ben. Ben's been shouting this guy out for uh, several years now, telling me to keep an eye on him. Defeated via unanimous decision Anthony Joshua to win the IBO, IBC, BBC, MM, <laughs> MBW, uh, MMA belt. <laughs> he collected three. He collected three belts from oh, Anthony Joshua after a unanimous decision. Ben, can you give us a, a breakdown of what it was that led to Usyk being able to dethrone Anthony Joshua for his three belts? So Usyk was an undefeated 
so he's a gold medalist in the Olympics for cruiserweight. Then he went undefeated in, I think it was 16 fights as a cruiserweight. There was a tournament uh, of cruiserweights where he collected all the belts. After that, uh, he decided to move up to heavyweight. And that was maybe a couple of years ago, like two years ago. Mm-hmm. He had two fights. He had uh, one fight with an old dude. I, for- I forget homie's name. Um, Witherspoon. Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought he'd been retired for a while, but they brought him back for this. And Usyk didn't look great, but uh, he stepped up in weight, won that fight. And then uh, the next fight was with Chisora. And so Chisora is kind of like the gatekeeper of the, uh, of the elite heavyweights, mm-hmm. one of them at least. So that was, a, that was a pretty good test. And Chisora is a brawler. And uh, Usyk was able to win, but he didn't win in uh, – it wasn't like a – unbelievable like win it was like he he was able to get the win it was uh you know where styles make fights chisora yeah. is a brawler and he'll swarm you and he'll give you space and he throws big shots but that set up this fight with aj and so um Usyk put on a little more weight stepped up and um aj just had a terrible game plan from the beginning and he he got beat by decision which was uh you know that's that's what that fight definitely looked like. Man, what it was is Anthony Joshua. He got what I like to call baby back bitching him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like for first off, like it, it was already evident in the first fight with the fat Mexican dude. Uh, yeah. Really? I was like, I yeah, I ain't never seen nobody with titties beat up a buff dude that bad before. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? But but it, it, but then what really opened my eyes to what Anthony I mean not, Anthony Joshua is way too vulnerable. He ain't got a real trainer. He needs some real, real hard nosed trainers from out of Brown Brownsville or something. Because yeah. them cats down there who was talking to him was talking to him like a sucker anyway, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was already looking. He was looking scared after the third round. It just looked like, oh, this is about to be another Andy Ruiz fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, I kind of counted him out after the fifth round. But you know, it was a lot of red flags before this too, as well. After he beat Andy Ruiz the last time, did y'all hear how he was talking in the ring? Mm-mm. So nice, I gotta do it twice. It was a fight that was so nice, I had to do it twice. I'm like, shut your ass up. Nobody want to see this fucking fight. And then he, he said it sit. twice. <laughs> he was just like, he, he he was out there um, British buck dancing, dog. That's how I look at it, dog. And I'm not really feeling it. And I can see that. That's why I've always been a firm believer that when he see Wilder, Wilder gonna knock his ass out. All mm-hmm. the way. Like, and, and Anthony Joshua, like, as of right now, there is no way to, to redeem yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you can get the belt back or one or two back. But I don't even think if he gets to fight Usyk again, Usyk might knock his ass out. And, and, and Ben will vouch for you. How many times I root for the white dude in the fight, Ben? Uh, very rarely. <laughs> Rare occurrence. Oh. This is maybe I can count man once. One. <laughs> this is the first exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> but no, because it, it's plain and simple to see. Like, look, Anthony Joshua ain't that kind of fighter. He don't got that kind of killer instinct. He got an amazing strong body, pause, and he and he got some good trainers. But in his head, he ain't a real fighter, dog. He fought he fought Vladimir Klitschko on the way out. And everyone else, he almost got knocked out by the Joseph Parker dude. I think he almost beat his ass. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody, 
hey, with the exception of getting cheated, because I still think it was a cheat. Ain't nobody seeing the real American heavyweight like Deontay Wilder, even if he don't know how to throw a punch. <laughs> I think he's twice as dangerous as this guy. Anthony Joshua is what happened when you grew up with free health care. He's like the Drake of, of rapping. Yeah, Drake? <laughs> Drake? He's the Drake of boxing. He's the Drake of boxing. That's exactly what he is. I agree 100% with you. He is the Drake of boxing, just soft. I give Drake a little bit of credit because he tries to use like, you know what? You know, my daddy from Kentucky, I spent summers there, you know, which I doubt, I doubt. I doubt he would leave Canada during summertime to go to Kentucky. He had to shoot Degrassi. How yeah, he's shooting Degrassi. He wouldn't do that. Yeah, his, his ass was lying. We know he's lying. Yeah, but Anthony, Anthony Joshua was squashing in Liverpool, though. Yeah. Like, this dude, he wanted him up. So I know, I feel like Anthony Joshua might not even have that many black friends. And I feel like that's... Anthony Joshua has also listened to the Beatles before a fight. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. He listened to the Beatles. He, he going to get somebody else in some other shit. He listened to Beatles. He listened to the, uh, 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 I don't know, one of those damn Beatles songs. One, of, the ones, that, one yeah. of those songs they stole off some people. Uh, look at all the lonely people. <laughs> I don't like the Beatles. So I can't tell you what song. Hey, I like hey, when other people steal Beatles songs. Anthony Joshua walk into a, a room full of the 90s heavyweights. They probably be like, this is beautiful. What is that, velvet? <laughs> He's like, yeah, hey, nigga, soft as velvet. <laughs> uh, hey, no, but he go into a room full of heavyweights. Everybody going to be looking at him like Fleece Johnson with that man's <laughs> butt, cuz. <laughs> like, straight up, cuz. He like, y'all smell that? Is that, is that, is that Bucci? So somebody's going to have to give us some booty. Look at that. Hey, how did you have that already queued up? It stays ready. It's on my list. It stays ready. <laughs> <laughs> AJ, AJ came in with a real bad game plan. He should have realized he's not a better boxer than Usyk, but he's yeah. way bigger. And so he, he didn't cut the ring off. He didn't bully him. He didn't throw big shots consistently. Mm. He didn't try and lean on him. He didn't try and do anything a bigger fighter that a bigger fighter should do. And Usyk schooled him. That was bad. That was bad. I didn't expect it to be like that. And I, I thought the judges' scorecards were were off. I, I wouldn't give Anthony more than three, uh, more than three rounds. He only won two rounds that fight. Yeah. But only reason I disagree with you is because that isn't a part of his fight profile. He never leans on anybody. He fought Joseph Parker, who was a smaller boxer, who was kind of like a former cruiserweight, and he gave him. The hardest time out of everybody with the exception of Ruiz whooping his ass. You remember that fight? I think we watched that together. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like the people who are preparing him for his fights aren't equipped to be training a heavyweight champion. But but for the most part, like the way he fought and the way he seems like he gives up, I don't think he's ready to be that. Yeah. Like I think he got there from the notoriety and people loving him and he knocked out this guy and he, he got that dope-ass win against um against um Klitschko. But all in all, come on, man, it speaks for itself, dog. This last, like, I feel like four or five fights have showed his mortality in this game. And I don't think he's going to last that long. If he has to see fucking Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is going to punch him to death. And I don't like that guy. Like, straight up, if he had to fight Joshua, that shit's over. Him being that size and being able to to lean and the fucking punch on him like Usyk did, he don't stand a chance. And he has more of a reach. If he couldn't keep up with Usyk, what do you think he would do that, with that guy? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? 
I haven't watched Joshua exclusively or extensively, but I've seen highlights of his fights. I've seen a little bit of his fights. But yeah, he doesn't have that kind of that hard nose. And, you know, growing up in the 90s, watching, you know, uh, Bo versus uh, Holyfield and watching Tyson, you see guys just get inside and they just lean on each other. They throw in heavy, heavy hands and eating the body, going upstairs. That doesn't seem to be Joshua's game. It seems like he likes to stand outside and jab you and work you with his boxing skill. His technical skill might be good, but if he doesn't have that that one punch knockout power, then you know, I'm saying he needs to be able to adapt his styles based upon who he's fighting. And if he can't do that, then like you said, styles make make matches and make fights. Like there's gonna be people who are gonna be better at the game he's trying to run than he is, uh, and more crisp on it. And that seems to be be the case in this situation. And he don't seem like he has the the, the toughest chin, so to speak. So um, yeah, it, I was rooting for him when he first came on the go, scene. As far as the Titans goes, he's at the bottom of the chain. I even put Ortiz above him because Ortiz has, you know, and I'm straight up. I put Ortiz above him, dog. I put Dominic Areola above him. <laughs> I ain't put nobody with the name Areola above nobody. <laughs> In more boxing news, uh, what was looking like a potential, you know, matchup for Joshua afterwards was the fight that's upcoming this weekend, which nobody's heard about. At least I didn't hear about because of the you know, I'm saying the lack of promotion, or maybe I'm just, my head's in the clouds, but we have the Wilder Fury, Wilder Fury 3 is coming up. This fight is the one I think that is going to just tell all is it was, was there, were the first two flight, fights flukes um, or is Wilder a remedial boxer with, you know, one punch power that has carried him a long way? Is Fury the king of the heavyweight division right now? You know, it's going to answer some of those questions. But, yeah, Wilder Fury 3, um, what is your guys' uh, outlook on this fight? And 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 what do you think is going to happen? Or what, what's going to take for one fighter to, to beat the other? First off, let's just point out the honest truth. The reason why he got this rematch is because this fool Fury is a fucking cheater. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? This fool got a dent inside of, inside of his head that he, no, no fish could ever put. Not only that, dude, he's been caught cheating multiple times. He can't even fight in fucking the UK, his own fucking designated area because of these kind of situations. Mm-hmm. After you do somebody who's crazy like that, oh, my God, I think, hey, y'all, he might die. I think De- Deontay Wilder might kill dude because I'm telling you right now, the first fight he won, and we all should, we all know that. I don't care what nobody say. I think this cat won the first fight, and they draw that shit out. And he and he beat him with no punches. He came back with this whole brand new game plan, which I think his gloves, gloves was loaded with an egg weight. But, hey, we're going to leave that in speculation. But, obviously, the arbitration judge thought so as well. Because other than that, they it would have been Joshua versus Fury already. Yeah, And I don't think it's being promoted because they don't want to see their king get his ass whooped. They don't want everybody to see this. He about to get finished like Mortal Kombat. So, you know so what I'm, I mean? I was wrong. Uh, Carl isn't uh, betting uh, Fury uh, instead of Deontay. Carl, you saying Panama Lewis? He took a page out of Panama Lewis's book, Tyson Fury? <laughs> oh, had loading the, plaster, the gloves? Had the plaster no, of Paris no. in the gloves? No, or he, no, he had an egg weight in his hand, cuz. I, I don't know how that shit was rocking. I've seen some shit I'm not comfortable with. And you know what else? Then, Vin, you can vouch for this. You remember after the first fight, right? Yeah. We were watching the after press interview 
Do you remember the size of his pupils? I thought he was on ecstasy. <laughs> yes, he was on real drugs, blood. He was on like real, real drugs. drugs. Like, like, but he probably was on Adderall during the fight. He, he started kissing power. everybody. He was kissing yes. everyone in the ring. He was like, he was singing. He was like, it, yeah. he looked like he was on, like, literally, these are all things I do when I'm on ecstasy. <laughs> so. and, then, and, and most importantly, he looked like he'd been doing ecstasy this whole time before the fight. He don't even look like he built for the fight right now. But but he gets the benefit of just like Gronk being Gronk type shit. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that's just Tyson Fury. He's a gypsy. He's fine. <laughs> See, and I got a problem with that. Feel me? People just shun off things because of this and that. But I think he took a lazy approach to this fight. I think he knows probably inevitable. I think they're going to be watching for all of the things that happened last time. And I think mm -hmm. he might be worried. Dude is one of them dudes, like, I, I don't know that Deontay Wilder can really read, but you know people who look like they can't read good punch hard. <laughs> and I'm telling you. That was like Aaron Pryor back in the day. Man. I don't think he man. knew how to write his own name. <laughs> Ace on his contract in crayon. They said, fine crayon. Yeah, color just, in. Just color put your thumbprint on this ink pad and just do like this. <laughs> All jokes aside, I think it's going to be a lopsided fight. I think that it's not going to go the distance. And I think uh, I think uh, Deontay Wilder is going to be out for blood. I would like to see that. I'm always root for the brothers. Ben, what do you what do you think is the, the pathway for uh, Wilder or Fury to win this fight? I think Wilder is going to win. He's uh, He's been training super hard. He's been quiet. It's something that he definitely wants to come back from. You know, it's like he was an undefeated fighter up to that point. And um, with this fight, you know, they're going to make sure that the gloves are all good. They're going to make sure all these different things are straight. And, uh, yeah, I I think that the his knockout power is going to be the difference. Um, Fury can box, but uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, one, one hitter quitter is all Deontay needs. And I think that, you know, just – the extra work he's been putting in might uh might put it over the edge. Yeah, I, I hope so. I would love to see him like you know work with Tyson as a fighter who was undersized height wise to get inside and you know bang some of them dudes who are you know half a foot taller than him and really get inside and work them. And it's a similar thing for Wilder. This guy's six inches taller than you, uh, damn near five inches taller than you. Two inches, two inches taller. Deontay, Wilder, the only two. Yep. Yeah, Deontay's six foot seven. Uh, he's six seven. I thought he said six four. Oh no, he's no, six seven. Oh, he's well, a monster. He's a monster. Okay, because I always thought he was six four. So well, you know, but regardless of that, just like getting inside with a guy because he doesn't ever find anybody who has more length or bigger, bigger than him. Yeah, and and learning because he was always standing on the outside trying to do is just one two, one two overhand right jab overhand right, just like getting in doing a little more dirty boxing and just really whether it's ripping the body a little bit to make him think about that so that he's not, you know I'm saying, timing that that one-two that he seemed to have figured out uh, in the first couple of fights pretty well and be able to avoid it for basically, you know, all, what, they went uh, 21 rounds and, and not really, except for one time, get caught with it. But yeah, like, is he going to be able to do something to get inside and really work his, his ability? And then does he have the power from a shorter distance and from an inside distance to really let that, that, that right hand go and catch him with something? Um, and I think that, for me personally, will be uh, the growth that I think will be important. Like whether or not he can box from range, that's not going to – he's probably not going to outbox Fury that way. 
but can he get inside? Can he work inside? Can he get comfortable inside and, 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 and push up against Fury a little bit and then catch him with something um, on an inside exchange is where I think that would be a great way for him to, you know what I'm saying, take advantage of, of what is his greatest attribute and, and his greatest strength. Um, but yeah. Jerry, we'll you him do something that he ain't. No, no, because well, the thing is, that, I, I was, Tyson was learning that style. With I know. His head I know. Up, coming in, bobbing, with yeah. keeping his head straight, looking at person, and then, you know, kind of that orthodox. Yeah. He could hit off his, you know, either foot. Yeah. His left hand was just strong as right. You ask him Wilder to be something he ain't. Well, no, no, I'm not asking to be something he ain't. He isn't, but he can't be what he is in the last two fights and expect to win this fight, in my personal opinion, from watching it. If his greatest weapon is a predictable combination, that Fury's IQ ability and to recognize is going to allow him to avoid. And he's hoping that in one of those 12 rounds, he's going to land it hard enough to put him down. I just don't think that's the best way to go about it. Just like the same way Joshua is like, I'm just going to do what I do. And I'm finding somebody who does what I do better than me. I'm going to lose. So I'm not expecting him to be a boxer. And, and granted, I've said like, you know, he needs to improve his boxing skills. It's not, it's not something that is allowing him to maximize his potential, but at the same time, he's 35. I don't expect him to learn that. So what can he learn or what can he develop in a short period of time for this fight at this age? I'm like, well, if he can get more comfortable fighting inside, you know what I'm saying, and use that as not, not, not the whole fight, but work inside, push the pressure on him instead of being leaned on and pushed back the whole time like he was the first couple fights where he's the one pushing forward. He's the one getting inside, making Fury have to think about that and worry about it from a closer distance and then, you know, hopefully turning that into his power. I think that's one way that I would think would be a way that he's not having to learn a whole new playbook of how to box, but he's able to actually, you know what I'm saying, get in there, make give him a different look and catch him with what, what his greatest weapon is. The biggest advantage for Wilder is the fact that they've, you know, prolonged this rematch for so long. He got a new trainer and he got somebody who he's working with who's actually what I consider somebody who really knows the game of boxing. And he actually fought Wilder and he can definitely give him some idea on how to fight Wilder. The, but the most important is he kept his game focused. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we already know that he's a crazy puncher. But if he produces combinations that have more than two punches, I think it's going to be it's going to be a serious problem for uh, for Fury. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Definitely. If he could throw more than that, like he throw that one, two, and then come back with the follow-up left or a just follow a little check, or, check left. Or an uppercut. Yeah. Like that I, I noticed he was doing on those mitts and like I noticed he was doing in those videos that he's doing. Yeah. I think I think he's ready, dog. I've, like, ne- I, I've never seen Deontay throw an uppercut in a fight. Hey, did you see him? You, see, you seen the video? Him, I saw him on the, yeah. I saw him on the pads. Okay. So we'll, okay. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be interesting because he has been just at his spot in Alabama in the in the gym, just sharpening his sword. And I think that he's Got had enough wood. time and he's been thinking about it. And this is like, this is his own, this is his focus. He wants to beat the shit out of Fury. And I don't blame him. Fury's been, uh, shit talking has been out of control. And I, I think it's going to come back around to, to bite Fury. I, I, I think, I think Deontay is going to come in sharp. What would what, what, Michael B. Jordan do? Michael B. Jordan is guest training Deontay Wilder ahead of his fight against Tyson Fury, Aaron. What will Michael B. Jordan do? Yeah, Deontay, this is Michael B. Jordan. I'm here to help you out. I'm going to have you knock him out like I did in Creed. Like I did, you know, like I, like when I knocked out um, 
Bridget uh, Nelson in Creed. So this is what you do. You go in there, you hit them with the right, the left, the right. Then you put two of them on, then you go right again. Then you tell them, I'm going to take this belt off your hands. Michael B. Jordan. You got three weeks without hitting that button again. <laughs> It is pumpkin spice season, my friends. It is pumpkin spice season. And in honor of pumpkin spice season, y'all know us here at the High School 510, we love pumpkin spice and beautiful white women. So we're going to be tasting. Uh, Carl, can you introduce the first one we're tasting? Well, today we're going to be tasting the Southern Tier Brewing Company's Warlock, the Imperial Pumpkin Stout. The Imper uh, Southern Tier Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Um, second tier? Think the it's not, not first tier? It's not the, it's uh, a southern, second southern tier? The, it's a, the, uh, I found it at BevMo. Shout out to BevMo. Sponsorship. We tried some beers you had featured on one of your shows. And it is pumpkin spice season, so I can't help myself but get everything pumpkin in this indigenous time of year. Y'all recognize pumpkins are indigenous. They're not just for beautiful, wide women. They are from the earth that was cultivated by our natives who taught them cracker ass crackers how to cultivate pumpkins. Now they turned it into this kind of thing, which I do love, just like white women. Let's go ahead and give it a taste. And uh, I just want you to tell me what you like about it. And then, um, you know, say, would you recommend this, this beer from the Southern Tier? <laughs> that rhymed, I didn't mean to do that. I'm already getting a little drunk. It smells like a really tasty cereal. No, it does not, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It smells like kicks to me a little bit. Kind of tastes like kicks, also. Man, how are you gonna put nutmeg inside Guinness and they call it? Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, it is an 8.5 no. beer. Hashes, hashes. We'll start with you. Uh, how do you feel about this beer? This beer makes me feel like that I should stand on my porch and look around how. Minorities are moving in and say that my, my neighborhood's going to shit. <laughs> this is a, this is a horrible beer, dog. This is racist. <laughs> this is racist. Just having this in my house. You turn it into a beautiful cinnamon, white woman. Cinnamon. <laughs> Who the fuck put cinnamon in a stout, dog? But somebody needs to be arrested for this. I'm not saying you, and I appreciate you the gesture of the beer. But yo, come on now. <laughs> It is pumpkin spice. Uh, Aaron, how do you feel about this de delectable treat? For me, it tastes confusing. Like, right? It tastes like that homeless lady that somehow set up shop at the bottom of my building, and I kind of want her gone. But then I taste this beer, and it makes me think of the gentrification that's moving in, and I'm like, well, shit, I'm just confused. <laughs> I want, I want the homeless people gone from living at the bottom of my building. I want them to stop selling crack at the bottom of my building. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? But what's my alternatives? This beer, disgust, just disturbing. I messed up. Like you could have this on every corner. See, white people move in and they don't set up liquor stores. They set up beer gardens where they serve hard kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the New Parkway sponsorship. I would say it smells like kicks. Tastes like wide women. Come on. Mm. And, uh, you know, if the if the mood is right, I could drink this. You know, if she had knitted, knitted fingerless gloves and a nice beanie to match, 
I'm on that shit. Mm. If she drinking this beer, she wouldn't let you in the house. <laughs> <laughs> only when she wants to upset her dad. <laughs> yeah, only when, only when set the, you up with her dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, them daddy issues come kicking through with this beer. I can taste. I can taste the daddy issues in it, this it, beer. It tastes like I'm. I'm glad I told you to bring it to Carl's house so I could pick it up later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I think he's joking. I think although he might like it. <laughs> ben is the one person on this show that might like this beer. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> Okay, well, y'all ready to move on to the, the second beer? I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. Just to get, I just got stoned because I think the weed is kicking in. But I was like, if you, hey, this is how you can make both of the things I don't like good. If you mix that beer with some vanilla ice cream and turn it into a float, mm. it might be tasty, though. I'll, I'll tell you that Carl knows what the fuck he's talking about. When he says some shit like that, you agree immediately because the last <laughs> couple beverages where I was like, huh, I don't know. And then he, and he, and he gave me one. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> his, yeah, man. His, uh, his, his palate is quite refined. And I think, you know, I haven't tasted the beer, but just hearing the responses. Yeah. Adding ice cream to vanilla ice cream you might you might have a winner i think that would actually really be good see this one this one smells a little lighter though but this one has more of a see it's the All light right. it's, it's the, see i think this is already racist already right let me tell you why <laughs> so why so why does the, the dark one smell and look like you feel me and then we got this nice light beer this nice white beer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is kind of hey. This one's kind of good, and I, I hate to admit it. The fuck is this? This is the uh, the pumpkin <laughs> imperial pumpkin ale from Southern Tier. Also, let me see. This one, this one tastes more like pumpkin, like a like a pie. This mm. one tastes more like it got a little bit more flavor, and it's less bitter on the back end. But it's still nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you do all that good explaining, and but it's still fucking horrible. But it's way better than the other one. Wait. I wonder if you mix it. Maybe it's maybe was it? Hey, I noticed they came two in the bag. You supposed to mix them? It's supposed to be like in a what is it? Die Hard with a Vengeance, where you're supposed to mix the mix the two chemicals, and then it becomes bomb. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me check though. I'm just gonna check just because. It's solid. Oh, I just did. I ended racism with one pour. Now it looks like yeah, an amber yeah. ale. Yeah, look at that mulatto ale. <laughs> a mulatto ale? Come on, man. Hey, all of a sudden, you know, that chick that played Black Widow looking kind of sexy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even watching Black Widow? She's looking sexy. Just... Scarlett Johansson, that beautiful white woman. She is divine. <laughs> <laughs> Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Uh, Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a show we end the seg- or is a segment we end the show on. Shit, I'm faded right now. Is a segment we end the show on where basically you get a chance to rant, complain, call out something that's pissing you off, or shout out something positive in the world. Um, but basically, it's an opportunity for you to have the floor and speak on something that's on your mind. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Where's my jingle? Now, now, now. I'm not 
<laughs> Cutty Corner shout outs. Aaron, do you have a yeah. Cutty Corner shout out? I do. This will go out to a few celebrities. Uh, first one starting off with the celebrity couple of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, or is it Will Pinkett and Jada, Jada Smith? Um, for starters, for years, people, uh, like I told you, for years, I heard about and had hints at their open relationship. And they denied it. They denied it. They fought. And I just don't like when people be hypocrites. And they came out with that whole talking about she's acting like when August Elsina said, hey, man, I had that. I, I, man, I had permission and Will's blessing. And she came out and they were like, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And then she all of a sudden has so, so-called entanglement. And now that more of the, uh, you know, what is it called when the, the top is off the something? The lid is off the, or the, the lid is the, the 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 cap is off the monkey. Pandora's box has been opened. Yeah, once the once it's been opened, now now he's coming out. Will Smith coming out this week talking about how he tried to make Missy Copeland and Halle Berry his his girlfriends while he was still all at the same time. It didn't work out. Now he's embracing it, where instead of hiding it. And I'm just like, man, you were a hypocrite for so long. That get me. But see, that was gonna be. I was gonna do more research on that. But then. My sister had me watch this television show and I realized something and it took away from my research on Will Smith. And the thing I realized is Tiffany Haddish is not funny, right? So my cutting corner shout out goes out to Tiffany Haddish. She has used more than her 15 minutes of fame. I don't know how she got 15 minutes of fame to begin with. The few stories she tell about knowing Brian Pumper, knowing Brian Pumper should not get you a minute of fame. If anything, it should subtract any fame you, you were gonna get in the future. Like you owe minutes now because you knew Brian Pumper. Dude, she is not funny on television shows. She's monotone and not even funny monotone. When she's acting in real life, it's like she's a 2D character. When she plays a voice on a cartoon, it's like she's a 1D at that point. She's not even a 1D at that point. Tiffany Haddish is not funny. You know how every comedian, everybody got that comedian you, you know and you, could, and, you, and you like and you can remember that one good joke from them. Like, oh man, I remember they did this one joke I'll always remember. The people I asked that told me they like Tiffany Haddish couldn't bring up one joke. One joke. I don't understand that Tiffany Haddish. She's loud. Unless you find someone talking about collard greens funny, I don't know how you how you laugh. I talk about collard greens all the time, man. Come on, funny. Hashes. Do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Cutty Corner shout out. Hmm. You know what, man? I want to give a shout out to motherfucking Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you strong American dad chin son of a bitch. Like, I don't care that you get hurt all of the time. I don't care that you date porn stars, but literally you a turnover machine. You were behind Brady and didn't learn shit. <laughs> that's like somebody that's, that's science partners with Albert Einstein and didn't learn shit. Like, dog, you fucking sick of me, dog. And you got me, got me all up in in arms right now, I can't enjoy my chicken today. I've been on this awesome show just to hear that you stunk up the joint. Man, you lucky I ain't vaccinated or I'll come to that club you had tonight, come visit you. You know, that's all I gotta say about that guy. I'm glad I, I was, hey, I'm, hey guys, I wanna give y'all a shout out because the show was great. Oh, thank it actually you. occupied my attention, my attention from the game. I watched the game from behind me. So I didn't even see the ass whoop, but I didn't even feel it, dog. And I want to thank y'all for that. Ben, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out goes to y'all. This is a, it's been fun. 
I'm sorry I didn't get to taste the uh, sweet nectar of the uh, pumpkin spice. <laughs> the, the beautiful white woman ass water. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I was ass kinda... water was the perfect name for this. <laughs> the <laughs> warlock. <laughs> Wizard ass water. <laughs> Quality. <laughs> oh, but definitely uh, always appreciate being able to talk about a little boxing. Next couple months are going to be uh, solid. Uh, Fury Wilder, Plant, you know, Alvarez. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if we ever see Tiafimo Tf- fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. but hopefully uh, with that with that thriller shit not going through. But um yeah, I think um, boxing will never be dead because there'll always be good matchups between fighters. And so we'll uh, we'll always have boxing somewhere there. All right, any fight, Ben, that you would say uh, we should look out for, a fighter that you that you are high on that we should look out for in, in coming year or months? Uh, heavyweight division has a bunch of exciting uh, fighters that are that are coming up. Uh, Hergovich is is pretty tight. Um, I've always liked Hunter, you know, he's a high ranked heavyweight. And then, uh, just for fun, uh, look out for Zhang. Zhang is a Chinese heavyweight and he didn't look very good, but, uh, he's still undefeated. So I feel like they should throw him in and see, see where he actually, uh, stacks up. Heavyweight boxing is always, uh, always pretty exciting. Okay. So you, sure. you, you two like heavyweights the most? Yeah, I think I like heavyweight boxing the most. I mean, there's some other divisions, you know, welterweight, solid, uh, lightweight. There's some interesting matchups going on. But, yeah, I think heavyweight boxing is uh, is my favorite. I'm an all-around boxing fan. But heavyweight, heavyweight's what's most interesting currently. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got Floyd out of there. Um, then you got uh, you got Devin Haney. You got his, you got, he doing his thing. You also got uh, Tank Davis popping. So, oh, yeah. But, but, yeah. Javante Davis is looks like he could be carry carry that that lower division to the next era potentially. But I really want to see one want, want y'all to watch out for the fight Jimmy G's gonna have in court when I plant this dope in his car and turn him into the police because <laughs> uh, we need to get him out of here. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to it's a positive one. It goes out to Gavin Newsom for winning his recall election. Not really though, not that. But uh, this week he signed into uh, into law a bill that will return Bruce's Beach, um, a Manhattan uh, beach property and land to a black family that was basically forced out of their ownership of their property and out of the area um, due to racism, Jim Crow, segregation, whatever you want to call it, racism and bigotry. As we've seen in uh, Asheville, North Carolina, signing a reparations bill. Um, and uh, some of these other different, you know, municipalities signing into legislation, um, things that are going to hopefully to some degree rectify the wrongs that were done um, in our past to, you know, saying give forms of reparations or just give due process to these, you know, families of Black, Indigenous, whatever heritage you are, if you are wrong due to our history of racism, um, our history of bigotry and xenophobia in this country, um, any way that we can rectify those things and at least move towards, you know, saying reconciling those um, to some degree, um, I, I I find as a worthy cause. And so I appreciate that. Now, Gavin Newsom, you need to stop fucking up 
and stop getting these Republicans out here getting people, you know, saying on their side or making judges not, you know, tell the Republican Party or whoever else is trying to do these bullshit recalls, to sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up like they should on the bus. Somebody get loud on the bus for no goddamn reason. Tell them to sit down and shut the fuck up. Right. Sit down and shut the fuck up. Uh, but for whatever reason, they ain't doing that for you, Gavin Newsom. So whatever you need to do to fix that shit, this might not be it. This might make people more mad, but whatever. I appreciate you for doing this. And uh, and hopefully in future, you know, what I'm saying endeavors and in future uh, processes as our government and our society moves, we can rectify the wrongs of our past to whatever degree possible um, without, you know, we can't change the past, but we can at least reconcile components of our past and uh, and, and and make make it known that we are that we were wrong and that we can improve who we are as a people and a society. I fucks with that. So um Continue that and uh, make sure that all draft prospects don't have to be drafted by some racist uh, slaveholder. <laughs> well, that is our show, my friends. That is our show. Thank you for listening. Um, any final words y'all have for our fans out there? Uh, hashes. Also, please tell us where we can, you know, saying where we can see your content, where we can also tap in with Chillville and get your product. Well, this is Hashes Clay. You can always catch me at Hashes Clay on Instagram. You can also go follow at Chillville on Instagram and also Chillville.co, our clothing line. You can you, you can also catch me at some of your local flavor flavors flavor saver places. You know what I'm saying? I'm known to frequent downtown Oakland's eateries, San Francisco's. Just let's just say the earth's my turf when it comes to food. So if you see me, just give me a shout out and say what's up. For sure, for sure. All right, all right. Any final words, Ben or Aaron? Oh man, no, happy to be here. It was fun as always. And uh, yeah, I think uh, Wilder's gonna KO uh, Fury. And uh, we'll see that, that whole mix up right there is gonna be interesting to see who fights who after that. So there we go. Good. I swear, man, I'm trying to catch up the hashes to get some of that. Uh, he got any of that anti gravity out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, man. You trying to go to space, man? I always keep my moon boots on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to catch up to you on that, that, on that side. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to tap it with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know what I'm saying, getting back to my rolling skills. Ben knows about my rolling skills back in Davis when I used to take 30 <laughs> minutes to roll the most perfect joint ever. Come but, on, man. 30 yeah. minutes? Is that? Decade? He got a decade joint roller? Man, <laughs> I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to some pumpkin spice pre-rolls for you, for you exactly. and your wife. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, some pumpkin spice. Anything that support my beautiful wide woman addiction. <laughs> Until they call the police on your barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll make see sure you wear a good cardigan and sweater vest, though. <laughs> Mr. Cosby <laughs> doing great. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. Well, um, well, appreciate y'all. Ben Hashes, AG3. Yeah, nice. Once again, another uh, fun episode. Appreciate y'all being here and uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, make sure you tap in with us at High Score 510 on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and on Patreon. And aside from that, we will leave you with this. How you doing, champ? Hey, champ. What's going on? Hello, uh, a gentleman, a lady. How's everybody doing this evening? We doing fine, champ. You ready for next week? I'm ready. Yeah. Uh-huh.
I'm ready. <laughs> hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a rich nigga, you feel, cause, uh, cause, uh, come, uh, next, next week, I, uh, I, I'm knocking somebody the fuck out. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron gets triggered by a couple of different people. Michael B. Jordan and Drake are two of those people high on the list. Man, Michael B. Jordan is the greatest actor of our modern times. I mean, he was great when he died, when he died uh, on uh, on the wire. On the wire, that was the best I ever seen. I stood up and clapped. That's how great he was. Jokes on y'all. He coming back as the Black Panther. Oh, uh, hey. I, I feel like that's a uh, they they left it open ended when when they didn't show him die die. He hit the, he hit that water and still had the the magic power leaps in him. Yeah. All right. Remember I'm remember remember the dude the dude and um the CIA dude um, <laughs> they put that little bead in him and it stopped him from bleeding to death or whatever whatever it was and hey, they were I, able I to heard, save him. I heard he was coming back in Black Panther as Wallace. <laughs> Wallace T'Challa or what was T'Challa's last Wall name? Wallace and Joko. Wallace Wakanda. Wakanda Wallace. I sound like a white dude with a Rashiki. <laughs> yes, sir. Rap now. Battle rapper. Uh, Wakanda Wallace. <laughs> Wakanda from, Wallace. He's from Youngsville, Ohio. <laughs> or, from, or from the Dove C Walnut Creek. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no, Dove C. Before we move on to the next subject, uh, you guys have a bet, right? So who's taking who for this next fight? Uh, let's, let's go around. We'll go around and you say, uh, who you're taking? No, I had Uthik on the last fight, but I think we clarified. I think I'm mistaken. I thought Carl was taking Fury. Oh. I would never take, I've never, I've never bet on the white dude. That, yeah, no, I know. I mean, That's what I said. I was no. like, I think I'm probably no. mistaken in this situation. No, no, I think you got it mistaken, cuz. <laughs> no, I've never bet on that. I don't, man, I always bet on black, even in eBay, black gaming, blackjack, whatever it is, cuz I always had Wilder. And what it is, is if he wins, you feel me? We get to go to lunch. You can pick. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, Ben, sounds like you got Fury. <laughs> See, I won, I, won, I won with Fury. We had to tie the first fight because it was declared a draw. Yeah. Second fight, I, I thought Deontay was going was gonna to win. But to make it interesting, I picked Fury because the last fight was because the, the first fight. Uh, Fury was killing it with his boxing, but he got caught. So that one, that one went my way. But I think Deontay is going to take this one. I feel, uh, yeah, I feel pretty sure. I don't, I don't, and I, uh, see, see, he's sliding out of this bread, this bed because you know I'm not betting on Wilder. You feel me? <laughs> well, so Ben, Ben, you're in a good spot though. So like, if you lose, you're happy to see Wilder win. But if you win, uh, Hash is buying you. I'll, lunch. Go, I'll go with the lunch bet. I'll do it. All right, Fury. I'll take Fury. Right. Cool. I'm getting six pieces of chicken. That's all I know. Uh, 